Hello and welcome to the Heel Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian Geek Worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be talking about Sherlock Holmes video games. So I'm going to be talking about Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment, Sherlock Holmes The Devil's Daughter, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1, and Sherlock Holmes The Awakened. Now, these are some games that I've been wanting to check out for a while. I'm a big fan of Sherlock Holmes. I like his character and his stories and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, I got to check these games out at some point. And then I saw, oh my goodness, Sherlock Holmes The Awakened came out this year. And that is Sherlock Holmes meets Lovecraft Cthulhu type story. And so I was like, oh my goodness, I need to play that one. But I don't want to just skip straight to that one. I want to play some of the games leading up to it as well. Plus, they're cheaper, so I'll wait for the <laughs> the Awakens to go on sale, which I did. So I went all the way back to Crime and Punishments and started there. So let's start the reviews there. Watson, quiet, please. I'm trying to concentrate. Ah, Lestrade. What is it this time? They can see me. So, what is it, Holmes? It appears to be a case of murder. There's someone there. Who are you and what are you doing here? I didn't kill anyone. My condolences, Mrs. Carey. What a terrible way to die. Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment taking place in London and its suburbs in 1894 and 1895. Sherlock Holmes is out to solve six high-profile cases in this game of investigation in the tradition of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Now there are really two main like uh, gameplay elements here that make up a majority of this game and really a majority of, of most all these games moving forward here. You have puzzles and then you have mini games. And so let's break those out. Like the, the puzzles, the puzzles are great. I really enjoy the puzzles. So what the main thing here is, is you walk around, you find clues and you interrogate suspects and then you put those clues together to find more clues. And then you go to new locations to find those clues, put those clues together, rinse and repeat until you found yourself a murderer. Now, this is a really fun gameplay loop, and it's good, like, if you're in the mood for something that's a little bit slower, this isn't the fast-paced action game that you might be used to, or that I might be used to here, but... If you're in the mood for something a little bit slower, something that requires, you know, a little bit more uh, brain power than your typical video game, then this is great, and it, it really fits a, a different category of game that I, I don't play way too often. Now, the, the mini-games in here. So that's the puzzle side. The mini-games in here, that's kind of where I have a... a problem. I mean, some of them aren't bad. The lock-picking mini-game is fine. Uh, there, there's some decent ones in there, but... Some of them are just completely obnoxious and annoying. Uh, there's like this balance mini game where like, all right, Sherlock Holmes is walking across this precarious rope bridge and you have to make sure he's not, you know, leaning too much one way or the other or else he will fall to his doom. And there's really no clear indication of, you know, how much leaning is too much. And I, it, just, it was super finicky and I killed Sherlock Holmes so many times just falling off this bridge that it was like so annoying. No, okay, if there was only one minigame like that that was, like, really annoying and stuff, no big deal, fine, you know, whatever. But there are several minigames like that that are just weird and annoying and, and really, in my opinion, just shouldn't be in a Sherlock Holmes game. I don't really understand why 
they're in a Sherlock Holmes game, but there's several of them kind of throughout the game, and they they really, they just should not have been there. You know, they're just annoying. All right, so let's dive into the story here. Uh, so this is a game where you play as Sherlock Holmes as he's solving these kind of six random mysteries, and... I mean, well, well, story-wise, I think each mystery is fun and intriguing in its own right. I, I like, I want to find out, you know, who done it and stuff. But there is really just no overarching story to this game at all. The the different mysteries are just completely disparate. Nothing comes, you know, carries from one to the next or anything of that nature at all. Uh, it really leaves me feeling like, uh, like I didn't get like the complete Sherlock Holmes experience, right? This is just, this is just kind of a few random snippets of his life. It's like I, I watched just a few episodes in the middle of a TV show, right? In the middle of a, like a season or something, you know? And actually this, this, very much feels like an old episodic TV show where the the status quo is always the same at the beginning of every episode. So it can, you know, you can watch it at any point and it doesn't matter because it's it's always the same at the beginning of every episode. And while that can be fun at times, it also robs us from any deeper storytelling that this had the potential to tell. So un unfortunately, it it didn't. It kind of it kind of falls into that trap, which I which I find kind of uh, disappointing. Again, I, I think it would have been a better experience had there been some kind of overarching story there. Uh, these games can be you know pretty clunky at times, gameplay wise. I mean, just walking around picking stuff up and stuff can feel a little clunky or can be a little bit uh, more finicky than maybe it needs to be. Though that said, uh, with with each game, this progressively gets better and a little less clunky and stuff, which I guess makes sense, they're getting newer and newer, but even the, these are lower budget games, these aren't these massive AAA games, the, these are a little bit lower budget games, and, and you can kind of tell with some of the stuff in here. Another thing I like about these games, all these games except for one here, I got the Platinum Trophy on, on PlayStation, which I, I barely ever get the Platinum Trophy in a video game, the only reason I get the Platinum Trophy in a game is if I really like the game, and it's an easy platinum to get. And that is the case with this. Ultimately, I really enjoyed this game. I, I really enjoyed being Sherlock Holmes, trying to figure out the mystery and everything. And then I saw, oh, in order to get the platinum, basically, you just have to investigate everything. Like, you know, you make sure you find every clue and all that kind of stuff and figure out who all it could be and then you find the right person and stuff. As long as you do all that stuff, you're going to end up with the platinum trophy. And so I did. And honestly, this is this is like the level of difficulty I like getting platinum trophies at. When I see that a platinum trophy is kind of on this level, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go for that if I really like the game. And I do like this game, and so I got the Platinum Trophy for all of these games except for uh, one of them, which you'll know which one that is when I get to that one. Next, let's talk about The Devil's Daughter. Katie, my dear child. Father! Caitlin! <laughs> he is your worst enemy. Did you sleep well, Kate? Very well, thank you, Father. My name is Miss Alice de Bouvier. I think she likes you. I'm Mr. Holmes' new neighbor. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Holmes. 
Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter. Across five linked cases, Holmes confronts dark family secrets, both in his cases and personally when a visiting woman begins interfering with his personal life and especially with his adopted daughter. What? Sherlock Holmes has an adopted daughter? Yes, he does, apparently, in these games. Apparently in one of the earlier games, not one that I've played. Uh, apparently, he, he and Moriarty, you know, had their big duel or whatever, and uh, Moriarty left his daughter to Sherlock Holmes to, to adopt her and stuff. So, this is Moriarty's daughter that Sherlock Holmes is raising as his own. So, that's interesting. Kind of weird that he, he that she never showed up in the previous game, but whatever, okay. Uh, so, this one, immediately, story-wise, this game is better. Story-wise, this game is it's just set up differently than the last one. The last one was all separate. This one has those separate mysteries still. But that said, they're connected by this overarching mystery between and, and sometimes even, you know, in the midst of these smaller mysteries. And so uh, we're, we're, you know, going on Sherlock Holmes. We're going to, through some of his normal life kind of mysteries. And then there's this random lady that moves in next door and she's like messing with his life. And there's weird stuff like what in the world's going on with her? There's the conflict with Sherlock Holmes of like, okay, wait, I, I have this adopted daughter from Moriarty. Do I tell her? who her real father is or do I not? You know, there's kind of a struggle there. Uh, very interesting, good overarching story that kind of ties all the little stories together. And uh, this is this is really what this game needed story-wise to, to tie, the last game needed this story-wise to tie all those littler stories together into one kind of overarching narrative. And again, this very much reminds me of an older TV show, but a little bit newer, and they still make these kind of TV shows, where it's, it's very episodic. You could watch any episode and basically understand what's going on, but there is an overarching story that every episode touches on and furthers a little bit, you know, and that's more along the lines of what this game feels like as opposed to just purely episodic like the previous one, and I definitely prefer this over the previous one. The puzzles back in here are great. They're very much the same. I mean, it's you're finding the clues, you're putting them together, you're investigating, you're questioning people. It's, it's all very much the same kind of stuff as far as the puzzles go. They definitely made the minigames better. Uh, they are less annoying. There's like, there's another balancing minigame where you got to balance over something, but this time it's way easier and it's, it's a way better indicated. It's way clearer when you're going to fall and how you can lean and all all this kind of stuff. It's it's just a way better mini game, a little bit simpler and better. So they've definitely improved on that element in The Devil's Daughter as well. Overall, I really like this one. Again, if you if you liked Crimes and Punishment, then this is the obvious one to go to next. Check it out. It's uh, it's really good, really fun, a great mystery storytelling with Sherlock Holmes here, and kind of they they do a great job in these games of of like. You can figure out the mystery. You got to think about it. You got to put some pieces together, but you can figure out the mystery yourself and it kind of makes you feel like Sherlock Holmes kind of thing, right? Very fun. Very good stuff. Next, let's talk about chapter one. Cordon is even quieter than I remembered. It's going to be a long evening. Ah, oh, come now, Sherry. What say we amuse ourselves with a little game? Oh, promise me it isn't nonsense. After being cooped up on that boat, I am itching for activity. Come on, it's not like we've got anything better to do. 
This hotel, this island, it's full of thieves. First my cane, now the diamond. My name is Sherlock Holmes. I will investigate and the culprit will be identified. Sherlock Holmes, Chapter 1. A young Sherlock Holmes struggles to prove himself as he navigates an exotic, dangerous island in the Mediterranean to investigate the mystery of his mother's death. So this game is a prequel, so they're basically resetting, and, uh, and it, I don't know, it, it's, I think it's supposed to technically be a prequel to the games that we, that I was just talking about here, but it seems like they're just moving forward from here, because the, the Awakened, which is the next one, is just a direct sequel to this one, so it, it basically seems like this is almost a relaunch of the franchise in the past with a younger Sherlock Holmes, uh, back when he's, you know, just meeting Watson and that kind of stuff. They made this one open world, which is interesting, though, honestly, I don't think all that needed, you know, from what I've played to this, it just seems like there's just not a, th there's not a lot of need for an open world, like, the focus of these games is more the, the discovering the clues and that kind of stuff, not, uh, navigating the open world, an open world, you know, because an open world game, in my opinion, should have a really fun kind of traversal system, this one you're just kind of running around, uh, an open world game, should have, like, something, some fun way to get around, you know, in the Spider-Man game, you're swinging around, uh, in, you know, GTA, you're driving around in cars and motorcycles and stuff, you know, you always gotta have some kind of fun way to traverse the environment of an open world game, and this just kind of doesn't really have that. It's, just, it's It seems like a small enough open world that they can get away with it. Now, you notice here, I'm not talking as definitively about this game, because this game, I didn't end up finishing. I didn't even end up finishing this game. Why is that? Well, it's mainly because of the the puzzles in this game. So I, I broke down puzzles and mini games. They they've greatly reduced the mini games at this point, and uh, it, the main focus is the puzzles, which is what. Sherlock Holmes should be focusing on the puzzles, the mystery, and you know, you got to put the pieces together, all that kind of stuff, right? So the system is very similar in a lot of ways to what was there in the, the previous games. You know, you find the clues, you put them together kind of thing, but they made it more obtuse. They made it more difficult to find the clues. They made it difficult to find just random things that you should just very easily be able to find. There's a part in the game where a character says, oh yeah, you got to go talk to that person for that. And then they just leave you there. They don't give you any indication where that person is. You look around. I have no idea where this person is. I didn't know I needed to go outside and down the street and into a different shop in order to find this person. But you did. You just had to kind of know that. And it's, it's just completely doesn't tell you anything. It just leaves way too much for you to just, oh, you just got to figure it out yourself because that's what Sherlock Holmes would do, I guess. That's the idea behind it, maybe. Uh, but that, that, yeah, okay, maybe that's what Sherlock Holmes would do, but I don't actually have the brains of a Sherlock Holmes, right? I have the brains of a David. So, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm not going to figure all this stuff out. So it's, it's just, it got really kind of frustrating, really annoying. I ended up multiple times throughout the few hours that I played of this game, I had to look things up to try to figure out, and there was like, and I even looked up, I'm like, alright, am I just missing it? Am I am I not looking in the menu or something that'll tell me or something here? But no, people online are just like, no, you, you just, they just don't tell you. There's just stuff in here that happens that you just don't know how to do and they don't tell you, and you just gotta look it up, or just wander around until you figure something out, you know? And it, that's just, I find that stuff very frustrating and annoying. I, I could have just 
had a guide up where whenever I hit one of those, I could, you know, look at the guide and then do it. But I, I don't like playing games like that. I, I don't want to have to play a game where I'm always looking up, how do I do the next thing? Especially in a, like a Sherlock Holmes game where the whole point is kind of you're figuring these things out yourself and then you're like, oh, I got it, you know? That's that's kind of what this game required, at least it would, what it would have required of me. And that's something that I just find very frustrating. And so ultimately I ended up uh, quitting the game. So I didn't end up finishing this game. Definitely a step back from the previous games, in my opinion. I do think the story that they were starting to tell here was interesting, and then I looked up and kind of watched some of the story, the rest of the story, on YouTube afterwards, just to kind of see some of the, the story elements, and, you know, see what they were doing with uh, Sherlock Holmes' mother and stuff, which it seems like they, they were kind of going some interesting directions there. And I am glad that I, I kind of watched forward some of the story here that I didn't end up playing, because uh, the next game ties into it a a little bit as well. Uh, not massively. If you want to skip straight to that game, that would totally work too. The games work more or less standalone if you want them to just play standalone. But this one does have... You, but that one does have references back to this story, so I'm glad I did go back and watch this story. So ultimately, uh, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 was definitely a disappointment for me. And so it, it left me going into Sherlock Holmes The Awakened, the one I was the most excited for going into this series. It left me going, oh great, like... Uh, is it going to have this kind of controls? Is it going to be as difficult as this and annoying as this? Ugh. Well, let's see what that game holds. Holmes, are you all right? To venture into that tenebrous and yawning abyss. That is the keenest form of fascination, Watson. Don't let this place get to you. You'll just find trouble out there, Limeys! Heavens, it appears that we already have. What horror is this? Holmes, get down! Take it easy now, boys. They'll be dead soon enough. Sherlock Holmes, The Awakened. An investigation leads the most famous detective of all time to the edge of irrational as he attempts to thwart a sect of the disciples of Cthulhu. So we're just straight up H.P. Lovecraft meets Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. You got Sherlock Holmes meets Cthulhu storytelling going on here. Uh, I was really excited for this one because I'm a big fan of Lovecraft. I like, you know, Call of Cthulhu and some of his stories and stuff, his mythology that he builds up in his stories. I love that kind of stuff. This studio that made, you know, these previous games, which I, I liked, but then I, the, the first game I've played by this studio, uh, Frogware Studio is the name of the studio, they also made the single City, which is like a, a Lovecraftian mystery game also, kind of very much in the same similar kind of vibe as this game is. And so it was like they were totally set up to make this game here, which is apparently, I guess, a remake of an older game that's called Sherlock Holmes The, the Awakened. That is Sherlock Holmes meets Lovecraft stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I, okay, I don't know how much this matches up with that old one, but with them making Sinking City, this is like a, a perfect match for them uh, making this game. And story-wise, this is 
the best. This is absolutely the best of any of these games. First off, the whole game is one big story and one big mystery. So for you, all the little mysteries in between, we're figuring out little mysteries that lead to bigger and bigger things, but it's all in, in search of one mystery. The whole game is one mystery and everything we're figuring out is leading to this, the, the cult of Cthulhu here. And I love that. That is what I want out of the Sherlock Holmes games. I want them to be the one big story. So now if we're going to continue with my uh, TV show uh, comparisons here, we're not episodic in, anymore. We're not like episodic with just a little overall carrying story here. Now we're just full on like breaking bad mode. We're full on. This is all just one big overarching story the entire time, which I think is fantastic. Thematically, this game is about uh, Sherlock, you know, a man who's always very rational and earthly, has an earthly answer to everything, right? But now he's dealing with this cult that, that seemingly has this unworld and supernatural, you know, elements of, of, you know, the great old ones and all this kind of stuff. And there's really weird, trippy stuff that's going on in here. And since, you know, Sherlock is always so practical and rational and oh, I, I don't believe in the supernatural or, you know, anything that's unexplainable, there's always an explanation, right? And this just kind of completely breaks Sherlock Holmes in a way that I don't think I've ever seen Sherlock Holmes break before is really fascinating, really well done. I love the story of this game, really intriguing the entire time. Uh, the, but to me, by far the best story out of any of these. On the other hand, I am somewhat uh, prejudiced in this direction just because, again, I, I like Lovecraft so much and Sherlock Holmes. So when you mix those two, it's just a match made in heaven. So fantastic. And gameplay wise, they totally fixed it. They basically they kind of just went back to what they had before, uh, but only they're, again they're they're kind of smoothing it out, making it a little bit better, finding all the clues, uh, putting them all together, leading you to the next section, to the next section, to the next section as you go along here. So fun, so enjoyable, and uh, again, it's it's very similar gameplay-wise to The Devil's Daughter and to Crimes and Punishment, just since it's a little bit newer, that's just a little bit smoother, a little bit more streamlined in certain aspects, but overall, it is very much still that similar kind of gameplay. There's none of the weird stuff where you can't find where in the world you're going or any of that kind of stuff. They, they've done away with that stuff from Chapter 1. The mini-games have been greatly reduced. There is like very little what I would consider like mini games in this game a little bit but very little which I, I think is a, a good thing that's we can limit that stuff down because that stuff that stuff's not what makes Sherlock Holmes games interesting and this game is is full of the stuff that makes Sherlock Holmes games interesting so overall Sherlock Holmes the Awakened is awesome this is this is both the best Sherlock Holmes and the best Cthulhu game that I have ever played it's the best gameplay I out of all these, it's the best story, the best mystery, the best just everything all smashed into this one game. Uh, going through all those older games, I really enjoyed them, and man, it was it was worth it to get to this one, which was just so good. Absolutely loved Sherlock Holmes: The Awakened. And that's my thoughts on all the Sherlock Holmes games from the last like decade or so. Honestly, <laughs> when did uh, Crimes and Punishment come out? 2014 is when Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishment 
Judgment come out. So from almost basically for the last decade, those are all the games. Sherlock Holmes, Crimes and Punishment, good stuff. The Devil's Daughter, even better than that. Chapter 1, a, a bit of a step back, but then Sherlock Holmes, The Awakened, the best one. So good. What do you think of these games? Podcast at gmail.com, and you can let me know. That is it for this time. This is David of Helix Reviews signing off. Bye-bye, guys.